0: to episode 44, chapter 1 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth.
1: And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow
0: today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're talking with John Opaluski, founder of Converge Coaching. John Opaluski is a graduate of Oral Roberts University. He served as a pastor for 15 years, and he's worked in the business world for nearly two decades, serving in multiple leadership roles. John's experience as a leader in both the church and business arenas has made him a sought-after international speaker, consultant, and mentor. He and his wife, Laura, founded Converge Coaching in 2012. If you are listening to this podcast, you are a leader. You may not hold
1: a leadership position like a pastor or a business owner. But you are listening to this podcast because you're committed to growing as a disciple of Christ, and that means other people will take notice. If you're a stay-at-home mom, your children follow your lead. If you work in an office or are a tradesman, people will look at you to see how they should act and respond to challenges that come up throughout the day. If you are a pastor, you have the responsibility to lead others spiritually and teach them what scripture says. Leadership requires us to give our lives to others. But as John Opelouski says in this chapter, leaders can't give what they don't have. That's why it's so important for leaders to take burnout seriously. As leaders, we must learn to pay attention to these signs so we can act quickly and avoid the devastating consequences of burnout in life and in leadership. All right, John, welcome to the podcast.
2: Great to be with you guys. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, really excited to talk with you today. Uh, Always good to talk with people who are passionate about coaching. Um, As our listeners know, when we just recently came off an episode with our pastoral coach but coaching has influenced our lives in a very significant way over the past uh, few years and so um anyway seriously wouldn't be where we are today without it exactly and so um really good to talk with you about uh your ministry converge coaching so i think that's got to be the place where we got to start um what is converge coaching and then why did you start it or where how did god lead you to this
2: Okay, so Converge Coaching is a, is an organization that comes alongside leaders, primarily in the nonprofit space, in churches uh, specifically, and uh, we come alongside leaders individually uh, to journey alongside them in their personal life, um, and really with a focus on emotional well uh, health, emotional well being. Um, and then we also uh, work with them on a consulting level too, organizationally, because we you know, we felt like the, uh, a leader's personal life definitely impacts his professional uh, life and vice versa. Uh, if the professional side of life is, is not very good and they're really struggling, that has a, an impact on their personal life. So we, um, we uh, started Converge Coaching officially about seven years ago, but really started it about 15 years ago. Uh, where pastors started to uh, find me, uh, beat a door to my, beat a path to my door, and um, we started just uh, listening. A lot of them were telling us things about their lives that were they wouldn't tell anybody else. And uh, one thing led to another, and we founded the uh, company uh, seven years ago. And um, and our mission really is simple: it's to help leaders lead better, lead longer and have more fun along the way, uh, enjoy it more. And I think God's big enough, I guess, that that's a way to put it to, <laughs> for us to do all three.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, what would you say, this is kind of a side question, what would you say is one of the main reasons that leaders are coming to you for coaching or help?
2: Oh, I think there's a couple of reasons. I think they, they uh, find me safe and um, that's a big deal. And uh, I've, I've been in their shoes. We, we pastored for approximately 16 years. So we, we understand the stresses and strains of uh, vocational ministry. And so I think pastors like to talk to somebody who understands that, but they know they can um, pretty much share anything and it will be held confidentially. And uh, so I think those are the reasons. And I think maybe another reason is I think that they know we can help. So I think pastors are looking for somebody who's safe but also somebody who's competent and um so I would think those are the reasons pastors are coming to us.
0: Yeah so I first heard you speak oh man it's probably been yeah 7 years ago you had uh you came you had come to a uh a camp a, a camp staff retreat at uh for a for a local organization in here in the Midwest and uh you were talking about burnout and mm-hmm. honestly that was probably one of the most timely uh <laughs> things that I could have had in my life at that point I know I know you and I have a, another mutual friend mm-hmm. uh Eben Carter who was who was actually uh the camp director that we were with at the time and honestly I think uh hearing you speak about burnout the problems that uh really just leaders have in ministry of going too fast going uh, too fast too for too long uh was really timely because it was in that season of life where i was doing that exact same thing mm-hmm. and some of the things that i heard you say really resonated with me uh because i mean i i grew up thinking that yeah ministry is is doing you, you serve you you do the best that you can and uh if you're not doing the best that you can well you're not really you're not really doing it right and to me the best that i could meant doing as much as I could all the time. Right. And it was, it was honestly really crazy in the middle of that season. I heard you speak and God was using that season to kind of tear down that idea inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's one of the reasons that I'm really excited to talk with you today. Uh, really just because I I've honestly been chewing on the stuff that you've said for seven years now. Wow. And it's, it's, it's just, it's been great. Um, so I wanna I wanna ask kind of a, a starter question to get this conversation rolling. Okay. Why is it that emotional health, spiritual health is so important for Christians who are trying to live a lifestyle of discipleship?
2: Well, I I think the basic reason is we're three part beings. We're we're body, we're spirit, that part of us that connects to God and we're a soul too and the soul component of our life includes our emotions uh our thought processes and and if we want to do what god's called us to do and to do it well and to do it for a long time i think we need to be healthy in all three of those areas uh spiritually we have to be um growing and developing uh from a body perspective, taking care of our bodies, very important part of being able to do what God's called us to do for the long haul. And the area that I think most Christians tend to neglect or not know about is the emotional component, the mental component of health. And I know for my myself, that was true. And so we felt like, man, we have to call attention to that because so many of the leaders That we were dealing with this is the area they were falling down was in the emotional space in the thought processing space of their life they a lot of them didn't even know they should pay attention to that and it was uh, it was causing uh, a lot of problems for them so um, I think those are some of the reasons why it's really important and that's important not just for leaders it's important for everybody who Mm -hmm. who, uh, is a Jesus follower
1: Why do you think that is such a neglected part of our spiritual formation or, you know, I say spiritual in the sense that it uh, you know, we're talking about it in the church realm, but like the church has largely ignored this need that we have for, for a a mental and emotional, uh, health. Why have we missed this?
2: Oh, you know, I, I don't pretend to know all the reasons why we've missed it. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I can name maybe a couple of them for you. I I think, Mm -hmm. I think we've bought the the notion that if we pay attention to the spiritual component of our lives, that everything else is going to somehow just be okay, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I and I've actually heard believers tell me that, uh, leaders tell me that as well. That you know, John, if I if I really pay attention to the emotion, the spiritual component of my life, then I really don't need to pay attention to the emotional part of my life and and uh, I would always challenge that by saying, well, okay, if that's true, then that means I can eat whatever I want to eat, I don't have to exercise, but as long as I pray and I read scripture and I study, then physically I'll be healthy. Mm-hmm. And 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 that kind of opened up the dialogue, but I think that's I think part of it is just we we've, we've kind of we we've kind of looked at life as we're only spirit and and that's not true. Yeah. Um, so I think I think part of it's that I think some of it's ignorance. I think some of it is fear based, you know, because well, if we start talking about emotions in church, or we start talking about depression or anxiety in church, what can of worms are we opening up here? Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's got something to do with it a, a, as well. Um, and I'm sure there's a whole boatload of other reasons why, but those are two that kind of to
1: the top from me. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, we 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 have this tendency, at least in our churches, right, to say something along the lines of um, we're not a body that has a soul. We're a soul that has a body. And so, I mean, really what you're talking about is if we're three parts of ourselves, uh, mind, body, and spirit, is that we really have to look at ourselves in this new holistic way to understand discipleship in each of those Three areas, and um, you know, I was reading. I'm reading a book right now by uh, Dallas Willard, uh, "Renovation of the Heart," and he just got done with a section um, uh, talking about this very thing about the the different interrelations of of the different parts, if you will, of us. But really, man, if if one of those parts is out of sync or out of alignment, the the whole engine, the whole machine, is going to fail in some way. And so, I, I think this is a really good point that you're making. Is it's it's not possible to have a truly healthy uh, discipleship relationship with Christ if we're not looking at all three of those areas of our lives.
2: Absolutely. I agree with that.
1: Um, so you also deal a lot with, uh, you know, people burning out, like when these leaders, um, you know, get to a point where they realize, oh, wait a second, I've just been, you know, go, 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 spirit, 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 and then they've neglected mental and emotional health. Um, how how, do, how can leaders know when they're getting to this point of burnout? What are some of the signs that start popping up that say, "Wait a second, maybe something is out of alignment in my life, and I need to seek help and and try to uh, get alignment back"?
2: So some of some of these are actually all of these are going to be super practical. These are like warning signs, warning signals. That's what we love.
0: <laughs> cool, um, we like practical.
2: <laughs> yeah. So the that, what, the first question I'll ask a leader is, "How have you been sleeping?" And if they've been uh, either having problems sleeping or uh, they're, they're having a hard time sleeping at all or they're sleeping way too much. And that and that's been extended over a period of time. That's a warning sign that that in, in, in and of itself doesn't indicate burnout, but it is a warning sign uh, of it. Uh, I asked them about their appetite. Are you eating a lot more than normal or have you lost your appetite? Uh, again, it's, a, it's just a, a puzzle piece. As we're trying to determine it, we I asked them about. Uh, tell me about your concentration and focus level, and if they tell me uh, I'm really having a hard time focusing, I'm really having a hard time concentrating on anything. Again, that's that's just more evidence for me. Um, heightened ir- irritability is is a is a real uh, signal of burnout. Now, and here's the here's the tricky part of that, for a leader, a lot of them will look at heightened irritability as a sign of immaturity, on their part. Like yeah. my character just isn't developed enough. Um, I that the problem is is I'm not spiritual enough, and I mean that could be possibly true, but more often than not, um, it, it's 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 not a maturity problem. It is it is. They, they they just don't have enough in the tank uh, mm-hmm. from an emotional perspective. Listen, you can't give what you don't have. Yeah, and if and if you're running on fumes uh, emotionally, you you will be irritable. It's just irritability sometimes is nothing more than a signal that you've overscheduled mm-hmm. and you need to back off. So we look at that. Um, another thing is we when we ask a leader, when you look at your week coming up or your month coming up, what does that feel like to you? And if they tell me it feels like a gauntlet and I can't wait till, uh, it's over with again, that in and of itself doesn't indicate it, but it's a, it's another piece of the puzzle. So we just, it's like putting a puzzle piece together. Mm -hmm. And, and if we see leaders dealing with three or four of these, indicators over a period of several weeks, they're either on their way probably to burnout or maybe they're already there. So those are some of the things we look at uh, to to gauge it.
0: That's cool. One of the things that I've observed in either myself or other leaders who've uh, gotten to the point of burnout, we rarely recognize those symptoms, those warning signs on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, we, I mean, like we can, we can tell that something is wrong, but we can't put a finger on what exactly it is or what's causing it. And this is why I'm so thankful for coaching of some kind, because having someone to walk alongside us, uh, who can ask us questions like this about our life, what we're doing, how we're sleeping, how we're eating, um, and really just cause us to take a a moment and look at the things that we may not be seeing. Uh, That's such an invaluable part of what I've come to find is, is the life of a disciple of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're meant to walk together in this and and recognize those signs and those warning, uh, those symptoms in each other and help each other come to the point of, of working through that. And so I want to thank you right now just for doing the, the, the work of a pastoral coach, a leadership coach, who's out there to help people um, care for the, their, their whole beings, not just their, the spiritual side of things. Right. Um,
2: My pleasure to do it. I love, I love it.
0: Burnout is one of the leading causes of pastors leaving the ministry. It affects everyday Christians like you and me as well. We all get so caught up in going to the next appointment, doing the next activity, and running from one place to the next until we finally collapse in bed. In a way, we don't really know how to live any differently. And if we do, we're afraid that we won't be as good a parent or employee because we aren't doing all the things that everyone else is doing. This kind of lifestyle will lead to burnout, unless we make a lifestyle change. So I want to challenge you to take 10 minutes today and look at the last two weeks of your life. Look for any of the warning signs John mentioned that could mean you're burning out. Better yet, take some time to walk with someone else and ask them if they see any of the warning signs of burnout in your life. Our busy schedules and the things in which we invest our time will show where our priorities lie. And part of creating a healthy lifestyle of discipleship means getting our schedules to reflect God's control over our lives. If he rested, we also must rest. If he took time to get away from the crowds and spend time alone with his father, we should be doing that too. The scary thing is, this means we won't always be doing the things that everyone around us is doing. But it's necessary to create a healthy lifestyle of discipleship. How can
1: you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about John's work, check out convergecoach.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation where John tells his story of moving from pastor and burnout to a healthy lifestyle in the business world. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.